Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now you found it. This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now. And welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm Alan Smith, along with Donna Smith, and today is Saturday, August 22nd, 2015. Our call-in number, if you'd like to join in on the conversation, 347-826-9170. And I can tell you right now, big storm hit coming through right now here in Florida. Uh, it is a hurricane and rainy season, of course, and but we've got some major thunder and lightning going on, so we're going to do our best to get through this show. Uh, our show this evening concerns a, a very troubling issue which has been really going on for, for many years, I would assume, perhaps mainly known by many of the professional truckers out there who have been driving for years, but perhaps not so highly recognized among others, but maybe until now. Our special guest this evening is Carolyn Magner Mason. She is a specials projects contributor for the widely known and read Overdrive magazine, and she has written a four-part series for the magazine concerning this issue of suicide by truck people for whatever reason who have chosen to uh, try to take their own lives by stepping in front of or driving into an 18-wheeler running down the interstate street or roads of America. You can read Carolyn's series easily by clicking on the link within our show's page description. We have it there for you. Now, statistics for suicide in the United States is pretty alarming. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the U.S., and there is one death by suicide in the United States every 13 minutes. Suicide takes the lives of over 38,000 Americans every year, but 250,000 survive a suicide attempt. And depression is a primary factor. It affects 20 to 25% of Americans aged 18 and over in a given year, and suicide among males is four times higher than that among females, but females experience depression two times higher than the rate of men. So while it is a tenth leading cause of death in the U.S., suicide is the second leading cause of death for 15 to 24-year-olds and is the fourth leading cause of death for adults aged 18 to 65. And these statistics were provided and can be found by visiting save.org. And uh, let me pull uh, Donna up there. I see I see you just got up there, Donna. But so what does this mean for truckers? Is there any way for professional truck drivers to defend against such actions? And what about the emotional issues left behind for the truck driver to contend with? And, Donna, these are troubling events for everyone involved, but yet an important one that, you know, should be discussed. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I didn't realize how, many, how common this was it's just that people don't talk about it. It's like really traumatizing to them. So, you know, after you start reading the article and the comments, um, 
you know, it's it's just kind of weird. And the other thing that I noticed was even if a a trucker does that, uh, and then they can't <clears throat> they can't help it. Uh, people start to turn on the truck driver, which I found uh, just amazing, as though they could do anything about it. So um, I know it, 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 it is. It's interesting, and uh, in fact, Carolyn t- touched on that in one of her articles in the series. We'll uh, we'll get into discussing many of these issues with our guests, the conversations she has had with truckers who have experienced suicide by truck and try to learn and understand more about what may be a rising trend in the U.S. and what truckers can do, if anything, to be more aware and alert for a possible attempt by another. So Carolyn Magner Mason is our guest, our show this evening, Suicide by Truck and the Truckers Who Survive, and it's all coming up on Ask the Trucker Live. You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at askthetrucker.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Ask the Trucker Live and Blog Talk Radio. Our guest, Carolyn Magner Mason, Special Projects Contributor for Overdrive Magazine, uh, discussing her recently published four-part series, Suicide by Truck. So, Carolyn, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. You know, I got to tell you, you know, I I found the articles, you know, interesting, interesting. disturbing and sad all at the same time but something that really need really needs to be discussed i think so maybe those involved on both sides can get a better understanding and and how to deal with this because i know there's a your article mentioned uh, the post traumatic the uh, post traumatic stress disorder symptoms that truckers experience after something like this but what prompted you to write the series how did that all come about well, um, I was following the um, transgender suicide, the teenager who was going through trouble with her family, Leela Acorn, and, or Alcorn, and she was 
depressed and walked out in front of a truck in the middle of the night and um and she left a suicide note that went viral uh on Facebook about I guess she had it timed and it went after she died. So um you know, I was following that story and it was just a it was just a sad and terrible story and started thinking about the the poor trucker. I mean, she she deliberately did it. I mean, she pre-planned it, pre-wrote her suicide note, and um, and I couldn't find out. I couldn't find very much information about the trucker. His name was up in early uh, stories, and then it, then they stopped putting his name in there. And then I I ended up on Reddit, which is kind of a free-for-all site, as you know, and people were just bashing the truck driver and saying he should burn in hell. And, and it was just appalling. I mean, you, you cannot believe people could actually think a trucker could stop in the middle of the highway going speed limit if somebody right. steps in front of the truck. So, right, right. Um, can't stop that, on the dime. I, yeah, I mean, they can't stop. They can't. And and if somebody's determined to do it, there's there's just nothing that they can do to prevent it. Um, I started right. looking around. And I contacted a couple of the Reddit people, truckers who, who were trying to defend the, the industry against some of the ignorance. And um, things led to things, and just realized that this was this was not, especially with long-term drivers, this was not anything that was unheard of. They, they know about it, have talked, been talking about it, but it, but it's just not really been. There's just not that. It's not been written about very much. So. Uh, people, I think people don't like to talk about it. Um, really, if, if it's happened, and um, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's kind of like, I guess if you if you miss do, doing it and get out of the way, it's not so bad. But if you're actually, you know, you go through with it, and oh my goodness, I I, I tell you, I'm just imagining it. I'd I'd be horrified myself. I mean, if I hit a, I hit a squirrel once. And I was traumatized. Right. <laughs> right. I hit a, I hit a dog in um, when I was right out of school, and it it's still it's still with me. And and I still when I see a dog on the side of the road, and that dog tried to commit suicide. That dog ran right in front of me, and I was going slow. But um, to this day, when I see a dog on the side of the road, I start to breathe and and get panicky and can feel the adrenaline coming back and that's what the guys that that had actually um been unwilling victims of suicide by truck had said that they you know every car parked on the side of the road or any anybody driving erratically it it brings it back like it was just about to happen again so yeah right um, i mean it's really traumatic for them right they have their own trauma they're going through you know there's a there's there's a lot of stats on suicide in the U.S. I mentioned some of them at the beginning of the show, but did you learn any new or recent stats about this particular action, or is it still just kind of a taboo, uh, unknown territory? Well, it's weird because it you know statistically it's rare. Um, it's not it, it's not up there with with some of the other methods of suicide. However, the people that I talked to in the suicide expert industry said that it, they feel they all say the same thing. They feel like it's very underreported 
because um, in this one particular method, um, people will attempt it in order to make it appear to be an accident so that their family can possibly collect life insurance. So um, mm-hmm. there's that aspect of it. If there's no suicide note it's in, and it's middle of the night, it's, it's hard to it's hard to prove a a negative, right? And then the other thing is, and I found this really odd, is that even the coroner the, feels sorry for the family of the person who committed suicide, and they they are reluctant without a note or just a clear pattern of um, previous attempts. They are reluctant to declare it a suicide, so they feel like it's very underreported. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it would be very difficult. I mean, I think in many cases, especially, you know, a, a dark street, dark area, I mean, you know, you always hear the saying, expect the unexpected. I don't know how a driver can do this. The stories that you wrote about, what I picked up on, the drivers did everything that they had been taught. You know, you talk about, well, right. ma- maybe they're, you mentioned in your articles that there's there's a, little to no training to prepare truck drivers for suicidal incidents, unlike the railroads. Uh, Now, I don't know if they have training, but you mentioned that uh, railway suicides and other fatal rail accidents are common enough that most engineers in that industry uh, experience at least one in their career. And the Federal Rail Administration recorded 305 in 2013, the last year that we have the numbers. But after the research... Uh, and uh, complete writing you accomplished for your series. Uh, do you have or did you receive any feedback or any ideas on how truckers could be trained for such unexpected events? Because I, I see these truckers, they did everything they they knew. I mean, they, yeah. they spotted, you know, they spotted the car on the side of the road. They spotted the pedestrian. But how 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 do you know that somebody's going to do such a thing? What kind of training? Did you hear anything or any ideas? Um, I I talked to a lot of trainers and um, and I talked to a lot of um, people that, that that were in different parts of the industry and, and on the training side and 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 I also did I did some digging around on the rail side and and I guess what the rail industry does different is not that they prepare them they they can't avoid it any more than I mean they can't stop. Any right. more than a truck can stop, so they can't really prepare them to avoid it. They just give them, um, and of course it's a different industry. I mean, they're unionized, but they give them health, um, mental health services afterwards. So, and, and so in, in that way, they have, um, you know, and they also tell them, you know, that you can pretty much expect that this is going to happen to you if you have a long career as an engineer. So. Um, at least they have a little bit of, um, or they they have a, they have a program set in place afterwards. Whereas truckers, it's so it's just so unexpected. Um, most of the trainers just said all the guys when they read the stories that I sent to them before it was published, they said they did everything that they could do. There's there's no way right. to prepare or to avoid it. Um, what what you do see in some of the news reports are those who don't handle it well and they slam either they slam on the brakes or they swerve <coughs> and they turn over their load and cause more accidents and more more carnage. So 
just like hitting any object. I mean, it's sad to say, but it's just like you, you go ahead and hit the gear. I mean, you, you really you can't do much maneuvering. Um, yeah, but I it. think I think in my years of driving, uh, I mean, I learned real quick. You know, an animal. Okay, you just grip the wheel and you hit. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would even do that with another human being. That's a total another set and, uh, of human emotions going on and i believe a natu- natural reaction you do not you know a deer or a cow okay i'm going to hit the thing another human being mm-hmm. right in front of me you see what i'm saying it's a total right. different set of emotions going on it is well, well, it is and and sometimes i mean like the guy in the trainer i talked to from australia he was hauling triple filled with balls and you know, and his and he saw the seventeen year old kid step out in front of the truck and and he just couldn't do mm-hmm. anything. I mean, he could not he could not do a thing differently than he did. Although he, he did say, you know, if you can, you need to start braking and you need to start trying to swerve. Um, one of the guys did try to swerve a little bit and the kid he said he he got down crouched low like a football player and he he propelled himself right into the wheel. So it, right. you know. Um, I think that was Adam Lowry that said that, if I remember. It must, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, 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 he, no, that, he, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let's talk about some of the stories that you wrote about. Let's start with Adam Lowry since we're there. I mean, there's a, the man uh, or the, I guess the kid, I guess you said, darts in front of his truck. This, uh, not just the U.S., this happened in Canada, correct? It did, and, and in Adam's case, um, Canada had, because it was in Canada, he was able to get some more mental health services. They, they really, I was really touched by how they tended to him. Um, Celadon's his company, and they just, he was, social workers gathered around him and gave him a teddy bear, and they treated him like he was the victim. And um, and and real, I mean, of course, they drug and alcohol tested him, and they checked his truck from top to bottom. But all of that aside, um, they they gave him a lot of emotional support, and, and and he took three months off. He couldn't drive for three months. I mean, he was a wreck. By the time I talked to him, he was back on the road. But um, he was just emotional. I mean, it was just really hard. Adam, Adam's listening to the show. He just sent a Twitter message. Hey, Adam, um, I know some people just don't want to talk about this, and we totally understand. Um, it, 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 and it I understand that, too. I, I had mm-hmm. asked him if I could record. Yeah, I had asked him early on if I could record our conversation. And, and he's, I mean, he's just such a good guy. And, and you know, he, like the other guys, too, it's just like, why me? You know, five minutes late, five minutes quicker I could have been having that extra cup of coffee and and maybe it would have been the guy behind me so um it's just really it it was very it was a really emotional story to write um because I was in such awe of starting with Adam with their their courage and their resilience I mean the fact that they can just kind of go on go on even though they this has happened to them um, for the most part, there was a lot of talk of faith and a lot of talk of forgiveness of the person who did it. So um, it, it was it was all in all, it was it was really a incredible experience being part of the story. 
Well, you know, a lot of a lot of drivers, you know, don't go on. I mean, even uh, nothing like this. Even if they're in a in a fatality accident, it's hard for many to continue. But you know, you you mentioned that, um, you know, people like Adam and things. They you know, the, their coworkers and Celadon, the trucking company, gathering around them and treating him like he was a victim. At, he was a victim, Carolyn. I mean, these. Uh, there's two right. victims oh, involved he in here. Yeah. I, exactly, you know. I mean, so Adam and all these others are victims, and I think that's what a lot of people miss on this. And and and, and you know, it, it, they don't think of that when they're running in front of that truck. They're yeah. not thinking of the mm-hmm. consequences of what it's doing to that person at all. It's a total. They they're, they're it's just fixated. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the suicide experts that um, that I talked to, too, they, they did try to say that right off the bat, and they did say that any mental health person that is working with, a social worker, whoever is working with the truckers right, right afterwards, um, that's the message that everyone would convey. These, these people that are doing these acts, I mean, they're not thinking about their families. They're not thinking about all of the lives that they're ruining by their acts. Um, they're certainly not thinking about the trucker. Um, they're looking at the truck as merely, or the train, or suicide by cop. Those are kind of the three categories that I looked at together. Um, and they're looking at it's just a method. They they have absolutely no interest in the the lives they're ruining. It's 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 just for whatever reason they're using the right, method. I'm- I know you spoke with uh, Buck Black um, mm-hmm. of com, uh, who's a trained uh, therapist for truckers, helps a lot of truckers with uh, emotional and other issues. And uh, he said the same thing per your article. It's not personal against a the trucker. They think of it only as a means to an end. But, you know, it, it's so, so – it's just – it, it bothers me that, that these truckers, you know, have to go through this trauma and, and the blame game and why me and everything they go through when they themselves were a victim. And that's what I just stand on. And just the fact that others look at them as though they did it deliberately. It, 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 but you know what? Uh, I, I get into a lot of um, conversations with people, and some people... I've realized will only see what they want to see, and you can mm-hmm. put facts in front of them. You can you can stand on your head, but they have already made up their mind on what they want to believe, and they will find whatever they can to justify that. And it it yeah. it amazes me. You're right. I mean, people are just you know. They're just sometimes irrational. Well, and what's funny is we've, we've, we've. I mean, I know I've spent a lot of my career and and a lot of people in trucking have on trying to help the non-trucking public understand what, you know, the the man or the woman behind the wheel. But I mean, when that girl, uh, when that transgender teen did that, teen did that. I mean, people were. On the site, they were going, oh, that trucker is transphobic or he's homophobic. 
I'm like, oh, my gosh, the guy was driving in the middle of the night. He didn't even know what happened. But you can't, I mean, it's not rational. Those kind of comments are so not rational. But they were all like, yeah, yeah, that trucker should be, you know, burned alive. It's like, okay, God. Yeah, Yeah, I just don't even pay people like that any attention. Mm -hmm. Well. Well, that's Adam Lowry, mm-hmm. and I, I, I notice I'm looking at some of the, the, the four stories, and Adam Lowry, the man, darted in front of his truck. Um, uh, you had another one. Uh, well, we have several here. Wade, I can't, I'm not sure his last name. Wade Schimmel, what's his last name? Wade. Schimmel Fennig. Uh, Schimmel Fennig, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, had, he was also a truck driver where a man jumped in front of his truck from a parked car. Right. And and he um he did he had time I mean he kind of saw the whole thing. He he was able to and it's funny, Wade, Adam, all of them that I talked to have such a vivid, detailed memory of, of the, everything that happened from the moment they woke up that morning until the until the incident. Saw the guy. He saw the car parked, and and he just he just said he uses you know you just tend to categorize cars um, by how their appearance, and and he felt like it was an older couple, which as it turned out, the kid had had taken his parents' car, but he just started to he started to realize that because he's an experienced driver that something was not right. It didn't appear to be broken down. He didn't see a flat tire. So he just had a lot of a lot of thoughts going through his mind even before the kid darted. So it was um it was it was out of the ordinary. It was something that your brain has just a hard time believing that this is actually happening. Um so but he you know, he had enough time to be to think, Oh wow, this is this is not this is not right and so um but it, you know, he couldn't. He, he couldn't prevent it. So, it, isn't this the one where was he the one that was even thinking what a what a nice paint job the car had? Yes, and it was well taken yeah. care of. But he, but he was he had already figured it was an older couple that had pride in their ride, that kind of thing. I mean, he, you know, and and then when the kid got out, he thought, well, maybe he's getting something out of the trunk. It was just really. It right. was, oh, he was like, oh, it's not an old guy; it's a young guy. So, and this is the the guy that had a um, note on the front seat. So. Oh, okay. Well, and, and yeah. that kind of goes back to my point, where I mean, he did everything he could. I mean, he was even he was aware of his surroundings. He saw the car. He saw the kid. I mean, he was so aware of his surroundings that. He, he he even was thinking about you know wow what a what a nice paint job but yet it, mm-hmm. it was still something that was unavoidable even with his years of of driving. Right, exactly. And he didn't he had forgotten his phone that day, and um, you know so, I mean he he said he was hyper alert. He was there, but he was just very very aware of what was happening. It's not like he was driving along and suddenly just, you know, hit this kid. Right. I mean, he and I don't even know if that's almost worse because you see it happening and there it's like a bad dream. I mean, you don't even know. You can't do anything you can't do anything about it and you can't 
you can't prevent it. And so his defensive move, the kid just threw himself right in, right into the wheels. So, yeah, that's pretty bad. Now, Wade, though, Wade's kind of really kind of more of a practical, um, pragmatic guy. And he just, he said multiple times, this, I don't want this to define me. And, um, he, you know, he just pretty much went right back out on the road um, but it has, it, it has affected him. And all of them have reported that once their stories were in the news or even after the, these articles ran, they they have been flooded with calls and emails from people who experienced it or knew someone that experienced it or had a feeling they were almost a victim of, of such a thing. So. Well, I I know Alan and I were talking the other night about the show, and and he came up that it had happened to him, but luckily he uh, was able to avoid avoid the person. I don't know if you want to share that, Alan. Well, it was a uh, well, it was a little it's a little different twist. I mean, it was years ago. I was running uh, running through Ohio, uh, right through a major city. I want to say Cincinnati, but I can't remember. It was. Uh, but I was on the major major interstate running right through a major city in Ohio, and it was a nice sunny day. Everything was just going along just fine, and and uh, all of a sudden, I mean, tons of traffic, you know. I mean, just cars, I mean, it just, you know, a lot of traffic. And all of a sudden, all the cars and everything in front of me just started swerving. They were swerving left. They were swerving right. They were hitting the brakes. They were coming to a stop, and I'm thinking, what in the world? And as the as the view opened up in front of me, there was a man standing right in the middle of the interstate. Now this was like a three, four, five lane interstate, highly, highly busy. And so all of a sudden there he was, and he was just standing there. And I was still a little far away, couldn't really tell what what was going on. I just knew there was a, oh a guy standing in the in the middle of the interstate. And as I started getting closer, he moved over to my lane right in front and then he raised up his arms and it was that point I realized he he had a rifle and he was pointing a high power a high powered rifle right wow. at me and uh so and so I'm I'm listening to you talk about these other guys that you know man all this stuff going through your head and my I'm you know I'm trying to let my thoughts catch up with my brain I'm thinking what in the world's going on and and when I realized it was a rifle I just I don't know I, for some reason I kind of slowed down and I tried to move over, and then he moved over, and he kept the rifle at me. But right, just right when I was reaching him, uh, then he moved over, and I'll never forget that I looked. I kind of, I had my winch, my window down about halfway, and I looked over at him, and our eyes met. And I'll never forget the look in his eyes, and he, his head just followed me when I went by, and he was looking at me, but he wasn't looking at me. It was the strangest thing, and. Uh, there was a rest area about five miles up the road. I made it to the rest area and I, I called the I called 911 and of course they had already received hundreds of calls. And a couple of weeks later, I made it home and I I called the state trooper headquarters up there. I wanted to find out, you know, what had happened to the guy, and he wasn't hit. The police got there and they arrested him. But um, and I, and I asked the trooper, I said, well, what what was the story? What what was going on? And what had happened was he had had a fight with his girlfriend, so he decided to go out on the interstate and uh, 
let a car or a truck hit him, and it turned out that the rifle wasn't loaded. He had no ammunition on him. So it was a suicide by car or truck, but it just didn't work out for him. But it was a little twist. So I, I think what I gathered from a lot of from your series, Carolyn, is that I, I do believe this happens more than people realize. I mean, that's that's just incredible. So I wonder if he was also thinking that maybe he would try suicide by cop too by having the gun. No. Oh, oh, I would I would think so. I'm sure. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I was long gone by then, and it was like two weeks later. But I guess the I guess the cop showed up some, somehow. They got him, but the trooper told me that no, we 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 took him under, and we discovered that the the rifle. Maybe he threw the rifle down. I don't remember, you know. But maybe he didn't want to kill himself that bad. But it was pretty bad. I'm really I'm really surprised. I'm still amazed when I think about it that there just wasn't a pile up of cars because I mean the interstate was just so crowded. It was unbelievable, and I don't know how all those drivers dodged them, but they did. But but that was a that was a little twist because there was a, a rifle involved. But this is a mentality of some of the people out there that just need need mental help. And you know, one of the stories that I really uh, was found interesting was a driver who wasn't the direct victim of someone wanting to commit suicide by truck, but Jack Rivera, who witnessed and videotaped uh, from his wow. camcorder. I, I found have uh, and tell us about that and uh, what kind of although he wasn't the targeted victim per se did it, did it emotionally affect him? Oh yes, and he um, I mean and you can't see it on the video, but that you know the trucker that she hit the truck in front of him and um, that truck was just demolished and. He wasn't sure, yeah. and I wasn't able to contact that trucker. I, I did try, but but um, but he, you know, the video, his video is, is gone viral. I mean, it is it's right. so shocking. And yes, he's he. I mean, he is so disturbed by it. Um, and and of course, his whole thing is, you know, if he had left five minutes in either direction, it would have been mm-hmm. him. I mean, it was she, right. and she was she was sitting there waiting for. She was parked there pointed towards the road waiting for the sunrise so that was that was her thing the thing about that woman that did it she had had previous suicide attempts she was drunk um they did arrest her for um um attempted manslaughter you know um by i guess trying to commit suicide on a highway like that but um just to have, and he said the 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 police used got his video, but he was really glad he had the dash cam and and um, he. Oh yeah. You know, it just you just kind of watch it, and you just can't believe that. I just can't believe she could drive right into the truck like that. It's it's shocking, and yes, he's, ama- he's yeah. he's been great. He um he has really um he has really felt like his video has really helped this conversation come you know come out and um and i agree so he's been a really good advocate for us well i tell you that driver that did hit the car i mean 
she pulled it just so perfectly that he would have hit her right in the car door, but he swerved, ended up turning over the big rig. But if he hadn't done that, right. she would have been killed. But now that driver, he was okay too, right? I, I'm, I think he had some injuries, but um, but I don't I don't I, I know he didn't die, but I, I do think he had some injuries, so I don't know. A hundred percent, and and Jack didn't wasn't even he wasn't even really able to help him. I mean, he stopped. He the traffic stopped all around. He said, you know, you look. A couple of the people I talked to said that that's that weird feeling when there's no more cars coming behind you. You know, you know it's right. bad. But he um, he just he just said that the just again. You just can't believe it. You see them parked that way. You just cannot believe what you're about to see happen. So, it's, and, and I'm sure that sounds like you, you felt the same thing when you, when you saw that guy with the gun. It's just so out of the ordinary. Yeah, and, and it is true what they say. Everything goes in slow motion. It's, it's, it's really an odd feeling. Hey, listen, we've got, uh, we've got Rick in Texas on the line, uh, area code 936. Uh, Rick, uh Thanks for calling in. Welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, uh, I'm still driving, so bear with me for a couple minutes. I've got like nine minutes till I get to the truck stop. Uh, no oh. traffic. I'm oh. good to go. Okay. All right. I will put you on hold, and I'll get back to you here in shortly. All right? Okay. So, uh, oh, let's see. Let me get up here. We got uh, We'll give Rick a little bit of time uh, to get situated, and then we'll get him. One of the stories, Carolyn, was, uh, let's see, we did Wade, uh, John Jakes. Now, he was like the video because this the pickup truck driver runs head-on, and John's truck and the, right. picture, is in the, sh- the picture is in the show, too. Uh, John's, that truck is pretty total. But the, tell us about that story, how that yeah. came about, and, ha- and how John's That's doing, right. too. And John's doing great. He um, he was, he also has show trucks, so he 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 comes around to um, on the show truck circuit, which made it hard. I mean, that was his pride and joy truck. But um, the guy that the pickup truck driver again, kind of the same thing. He saw him. He's like, I can't believe this guy is coming over the line. I can't believe it's, what, what's the deal. And he didn't have—I mean, he didn't have a shoulder. He didn't have anywhere to—he had no real maneuver um, maneuvers on hand that, to prevent it. But um, his guy lived, and, and I mean, he said he made eye contact with him. The guy was trying to kill himself. But after you know, the guy did not die, and, and, and Jake's um, trailer was not loaded, so he—it was—you know—he said, "Had he had he been loaded, there would have been." There would have been left, nothing left of the guy, but because um, it was unloaded at Jack Knife and, and he had he the guy the pickup truck driver survived. Um, the guy denied trying to commit suicide and said he fell asleep, which um, he, Jake's was not charged with anything. And I think the troopers at the site, but that that's one of those really troubling ones where. The guy doesn't die. He's denying it. It's your word against his. Of course, his truck, everything about his driving record, his um, his logbooks, everything was just checked and rechecked, and 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 he was fine. But he, but he had 
as an owner operator, he had huge out of out of pocket expenses. Insurance didn't, you know, his payout on his truck didn't cover the cost of the truck. So, I mean, he was pretty screwed. Well, how uh, did they eventually? Were they eventually the authorities eventually able to um, to say it was a attempted suicide or no? No, um, I mean that's one again. That's one of those murky things. They said mm-hmm. he denied it. They couldn't prove it, um, but but he wasn't charged either. So the guy didn't deny okay. driving in, over the road, you know, over the line and hitting them head on. But he he made eye contact with him. He said he knew he could see the guy's eyeballs. So I mean, he knew the guy yeah. was kind of driving straight into him, but he he couldn't prove it. So he's he's. You know, that kind of brings up the whole issue of the onboard recorders. I mean, he's, he's saying, I, I really need to, you know, that would have been good to have had had the guy died. Or um, Yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. I think there were some yeah. other witnesses, too. There were, some, there were some other cars on the road, some other drivers. So, I mean, he had witnesses. There was It was very clear, and there were no – they look at the brake, um, you know, the brake um, – tracks and all of that and so right um wow i just want to make um an uh, just a little bit of an announcement there's people listening on the internet and if you want to call in the number here is 347-826-9170 and then you have to click one on your keypad which will notify us that you uh, want to say something or or ask a question to Carolyn. And also, there's a lot of people listening by phone on the switchboard. I I just took a peek over there. And um, if you do want to be part of the show and join in in the conversation, just click one on your keypad. Uh, they used to tell tell you that when you called in, but they don't anymore. So we have to keep telling people, you know, that you have to click one uh, if you want to talk. So yeah, and we'll we'll try Rick here in a second too, make sure. But he's driving, so I want to make I want to be absolutely certain he's pulled over and safe and ready to talk. So, Carolyn, what did you learn? What was what was the biggest thing you learned from doing this series? You yourself. I I really I think I think talking to Wade, talking to um Adam, John and then and then a lot of the responses. I mean I've read every comment that's come through and we've we've had just a record number of comments on the story. I've just realized that, you know, you have to look at life that they expect the unexpected and, and um I I like to be in control and I think it's it goes to show that something like this, it, it just you just can't control everything, and and you have to be prepared. Um, I think these guys that I talked to were on top of their game. I mean, they were not distracted. I know it made me make sure my phone was in my purse, away from any temptation to look at, you know, a message mm-hmm. or answer the phone because you. You need your wits about you, whether you're in a car or a truck. That I, that that was my takeaway. I mean, you you just you have to just think about the unexpected more than you would like to. What about you guys? Did you? What was your thoughts? Well, Donna, you want to go? Well, actually, 
I, I wanted to ask you a question um, okay. about about the CSA and mm-hmm. the preventable accident because any time there's a um, a death or I mean it's automatically goes on your PSP. Now if a if someone leaves a suicide note. And I, I'm assuming it's still going to go on the PSP uh, as um, uh, with points and, and everything and part of the statistics. Uh, I wish we had, you know, somebody on here that, that could say, but I'm assuming. Did any of the drivers bring that up at all? Um, no, and, um, well, Adam's a company driver. The only one who wasn't a company driver was John, and I did ask him about that. But um, I did talk to, uh, I guess he's a trainer that um, that is that does a lot with with that area, and he he was and I and I hate to give information that's not completely accurate, but he did say that they don't really make a a, um, a ruling. It's just you've been involved in a fatality, so. Um, it would be up to the trucking company that was going to hire you to to look at the police report and um, and see that you were that you were cleared. But we had it was funny the people who didn't want to talk. The insurance company just said no, we're, we don't want to talk about this. Um, what know, what it was, was it they didn't want to talk about? I, I don't. I, I don't... just didn't want to talk about. Um, Who's who's liable or any of the you know what you know I, I was saying what what do you need to do right after something like this happens and they're just like oh we'd just rather not even be in this story so wow mm-hmm. huh. and okay. I didn't talk to any I didn't talk to any trial attorneys I, there was a bunch of websites and I I, just, I didn't want to give those guys any chance to, <laughs> to say anything but now I will say one and I I didn't get the name of it but one guy told me. Or somebody, somebody somewhere along the line said that there is a trucking company that is suing the the suicide person's family for damages to the truck. So it was a clear ruled suicide, and um, they're going after damages, which is a, an unusual turn of events when yeah. you know, everybody else yeah. wants to sue the company and the trucker. So that was interesting. Wow. Well, I, I just asked that because, you know, that's a – that's a huge um discussion now when they use these statistics even if it's not the driver's fault they're they're getting points on on their um PSP and if they're an owner operator you know it's their CSA and mm-hmm. and their PSP if they're driving the truck you know so um i'm going to assume since even if uh, a driver is not at fault in a fatality and it's in the police report and everything, that it would be the same thing. Um, they just I think, include I all that. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, it is just considered a um, it is considered a, a fatality. But um, yeah, I and mean, it, so now it, you're a victim all kinds of ways. Your your driving mm-hmm. career, you're trauma you're traumatized. Um, your insurance goes up. You have expenses. I mean, what a horrible! And and right. and even looking at all that, the the trauma I think trumps 
everything else, you know, the the rates, the truck being messed up, whatever it is, that's gonna that's gonna be uh, the first thing that bothers them. I think forever. I've just you know, I just feel so bad. I mean, I I actually feel bad for the um, for the people who did it also because can you imagine? I mean, what state you have to be in to right. do something like that? I mean, it's very, very sad. And listening to those stats that Alan just gave at the beginning of the show, you know, what did, what did you say, Alan? It was the the tenth. Um, well, it, it's, it was. It is the um, tenth leading cause of death in the U.S., but it is the second leading cause of death for 15 to 24 year olds, and the fourth leading cause of death for adults aged 18 to 65. Wow. So it is, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Hey, let's see if Rick uh, made it pulled over here. I don't want to keep him holding on too long. But hey, Rick, you're back on the air. If you're, uh, if you're hey, able yeah. to talk, well, well yeah, okay. just give me like two minutes. I, I'm in line. I just have to pay for my scale ticket. I am parked. I'm good to go. But I just want to pay for my scale ticket and. Okay. All right. We'll just leave your line open. Just jump in when you're ready and everything. So. Um, uh, Carolyn, how uh, how can people work? How can people find you? you on overdrive online i know you're digital and everything is there a particular website that they can go to or just go to overdrive and search for your name or how do they do that um they can they can just go to overdrive and click on the on the story and um and it tells you how to get in touch with me or um you um yeah and that that's perfect or email todd at overdrive uh and i know a lot of people know todd dills and he's He's been rounding up the comments, and those those are like a whole other set of stories. And some of the comments are just unbelievable. One was really touching. It was a, the wife of a trucker who said she's contemplated doing this type of thing herself. And um, wow. and I mean, what do you mean she's contemplated, contemplated doing what herself? Committing what? suicide <laughs> by truck? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. So, okay. So we've we've tried to run all of the suicide warning signs and the hotline numbers on on at the end of all of the stories as well. Buck Black did say, you know, that this really triggers people who have been affected by suicide. Um, even just this this kind of a story can trigger a lot of um, hard feelings. And um, and he said, especially if a trucker is involved in one, and he's had. I mean, I was really surprised, but he's had several clients who have experienced this firsthand. And he said how they do can also depend, how they do emotionally can also depend on how, um, what, what's in their previous experience. If they had a family member that's done this or a friend. Right. Well, I just Body looked does. up this. Oh, there's. Oh, hey, Rick. Yeah, if you're if you're good to go, go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am. I just paid for my scale ticket. I didn't want you guys to hear the transaction uh, and all that. Uh, um, yeah, no, um, the 7th, uh, blade that, the 15th of October, 2007, uh, I was on US 395 in Topaz, Nevada. I had uh, just someone walking down the trail on the side of the road, just stopped looking like she was going to check the mail or you know, across the road, she was just looking around, and all of a sudden, next thing I know, she looked right at me, and I just had a gut feeling she was going to run out. I was like, oh, you know, just please, just don't run out in front of me. 
As soon as I said it, she uh, made eye contact with me, ran out in front of me. I swerved to avoid her. Almost had a head-on with another team coming uh, um, northbound. I had swerved back. She dove headfirst underneath the trailer. There was no question as to her action. Um, mm. If you know, uh, I had a rider with me at the time. Uh, I was, uh, you know, a trainer at a uh, company. And, I mean, I had, uh, I think, six witnesses. Uh, two of them actually were DOT, Nevada DOT. So. Oh, wow. And, did yeah, did she mean, get hit? Uh, with all due respect, she was obliterated. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Yeah, there was, uh, there was absolutely nothing left. Oh, my I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I just, uh, as I looked at my passenger side uh, West Coast mirror there, I just happened to see, um, you know, her, she, just, she just basically disintegrated. I had at the time I had forty yeah, I, I had forty five thousand pounds in a box. I had bought a person uh, out at just a fuzz over seventy nine. Um wow. yeah, that's a little bit heavier than a hundred hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty pound uh, uh male or female. Yeah. And um how, how did it affect you? Well, I mean, at first I was pretty much in shock. Uh, they, you know, mm-hmm. I had to go through the uh, blood test, the hair test, the urinalysis, um, all the um, tests and all that. And uh, the med tech said, um, are you okay? I said, I don't really, I don't even know, uh, I don't even know what to say. And he looked at me and said, you're in shock. It's just a normal reaction. Just, you know, uh, I, you know, they brought me some crackers and water until the, you know, all the tests were back. You know, they said, oh, you're, yeah, no, you're definitely not underneath any, anything, um, any drugs of any sort. And I remember this because now I think about it, it's kind of funny. I said, well, is there any way I can get a hamburger back to uh, the guy that was in the truck with me? Because um, I'm a trainer and he was my trainee and he has never driven before. And, and, you know, it's kind of comical the things you think about when something like that happens afterwards. But now that I think about it, I mean, um, we hadn't eaten for a couple hours. And um, whatever contents he had in his stomach were all over the dashboard, all over his side of the windshield, all over the door. And, I mean, he was hospitalized with panic and anxiety for about a week and a half. He, he Did he ever drive? Ever. No. Oh, wow. No, uh, yep. he, had, he had just taken a course to get a CDL, and I was just. Tra- this was his first time, you know, after the class, you know, going through, you know, riding in a tractor trailer, and you know, we were going to park, and you know, we were about a half hour from parking, and when this uh, female ran ran down this uh, the this aisle, you know, this aisleway right beside the road, there's no shoulder on it. It's a two lane. Black top road, it's windy, it's what you think about when you think about the hills in Nevada or Arizona mm-hmm. or Utah. It's no shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever candy he had eaten, whatever soda he had drank up to that time, um, it was all over the inside of the truck. He completely wow. lost it. Um, like I said, they put him in the hospital for about a week, week and a half. Uh, it might have been two weeks. Uh, this was 2007. I uh, don't really recall, but I do recall that... Um, um, he ended up taking a bus ride back home to North Carolina, and that was enough he, for him. Mm-hmm. That was it. He rode he rode in the truck with me for I think a day and a half. Uh, wow. The first day, he and I spent a couple hours pre trip in the truck. Um, this was an area where I honestly was like, 
you know, I would take you in a parking lot and let you drive around if it's a big enough parking lot or a truck stop where there's not a lot of traffic, but I'm not going to let you drive on here. Uh, there was probably, I think it was about a 15-foot sheer drop-off on the right-hand side, and um, I just had a gut feeling. I can't describe it, but I had a gut feeling that um, it was not a good idea to have him drive here. I yeah, well, you were right. That, <laughs> right, right. Uh, I believe uh, in divine intervention. I believe the man upstairs was saying, "Hey, you know, you're going to be tested. Um, do not let do not let him drive. He's not ready. This is going to be a test to see if he can pass it. I know you can, so I'm going to keep you behind the wheel." And, oh, he would have. Uh, he would have just. Oh. Yeah, I, I I think he would have gone over the side there, and we were probably both would have lost our lives. Like I said, it, you know, it was you know a small drop. It was a small drop off, but. Um, we were up at gross. I mean, we weighed 79 and changed, so we would have uh, wow. hit that and just probably rolled a couple times, and that would have been it. Right, right. Well, man, I tell you, it's just, Carolyn, just another story of, of probably many that are out there. And then that, re- thanks, Rick, I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and and Carolyn, that just reiterates that these people that do this kind of thing, they it, they just don't have anybody else on their mind. It's just a, it's just a means to an end for them, period. And they're determined. I mean, she made eye contact with you, Rick, right? I mean, she she was like, "This is what I'm gonna do." So, I mean, she yes, ma'am. She looked like um, she was going to check the mail across the road or just for a stroll. And I just I don't know. I can't. It was just some feeling there that something just wasn't right. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. And and when she ran out in front of me, I I swerved to avoid her, and there was a. Uh, Another 18, you know, coming right up the road, and I was just like, oh, you know, sort of back, and uh, she basically dove underneath the trailer, and was that was it. There was, there, uh, I hate to say it this way, but there wasn't anything left. Did you, did you yeah. ever hear any more like about like her life or? I know, did. Had... I did. Mm-hmm. Um, her, uh, she lived about a half block away. Mm-hmm. And her uh, her uh, husband, her at that time late husband, and. Uh, her dad actually came down and said, hey, man, look, it's not your fault. I looked at him and said, hey, I tried to avoid her. She ran out front and said, yeah, we could see it from uh, up where we were at. Um, she apparently had previously lost her uh, her employment and was going through a tough time. And for the last, uh, they said, I believe two and a half, three weeks, if memory serves, it was it was some time that she was off her antidepressant medication. And apparently it was just long enough for her to, um, to do this, and they said, yeah, she's been attempting suicide, and I said, I know another thing that comes to mind is what I said. I said, sir, no disrespect intended. I understand it's a tough time for all of us, but I believe she succeeded in this attempt. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that, that yeah. was actually in the police report. Uh, the uh, officer was taking that down, and he he looked at me, grabbed by the arm, said, uh, yeah, we need to head to the hospital. You, you've got stuff to take care of. I was like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. At that point, that's when uh, they took me to the hospital to do the hair test, the urinalysis, the uh, the drug test, make sure I wasn't under any uh, drugs or, you know, right. uh, if, make sure I wasn't under any influence of any drug, alcohol, et cetera. Wow. And, wow. yeah, no. Um, I'll tell you, you just, you just wonder, mm-hmm. you know, I, you, you just wonder what the statistics for something like this would be and, and th- thanks again, Rick. Appreciate it. But uh, you know, again, Carolyn, it, it brings up the question: Well, how how would a trucker defend themselves against such things? You know, I mean, it's just did the, did any of the other people you talked to talk anything about a 
just a gut feeling something wasn't right? Yes, everybody. Everybody had that. Oh, wow. Feeling. Everybody. What Rick just said. Everybody had a feeling, I mean, just that something wasn't right. And, and nobody had ever, nobody I talked to had ever even thought about such a thing before. But, I mean, it's not like you read this and then it happens to you. They just, they hadn't really heard about it or thought about it, but they did have a gut feeling. Um, and, and, Rick, I agree. I think if your trainee had been driving, I think it would have been a catastrophe of everybody. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. A lot more loss of life. Um, uh, I mean, I think it's myself, your skill yeah. that, yeah, it's your skill that kept the truck upright. I, I mean, I think that's really the goal. And, and I know that that's counterintuitive. You do want to serve or you want to break, but... Um, it's not going to do any good anyway if they're if they're that close. So, wow. No, no. She, she was uh, when she ran out in front of me. We were probably twenty, thirty feet at best from her. I mean, mm-hmm. she wanted it up close and personal. And she was bound and determined. Mm-hmm. And well, with all the respect, wow. she did. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's sad, and and you know, it's uh, it's just something that uh, it's hard to talk about, Carolyn. But you know, it it's something that needs to be talked to, brought aware of. What what about truckers who have gone through this? Is um is you, you mentioned numbers? Is there a number that truckers can call to receive counseling or help if they uh, experience well, something like this? That's kind of the. That is kind of another whole sad thing. No, not really. I mean, the fam- the families of the suicide um, person, um, the suicidal person, they they can get counseling and, and people rally around them and their family. Or, but, I mean, they have their own stigma to deal with. But, um, but no, I mean, the suicide hotlines and all that, that's for the, for the people that are thinking about doing it. Um, Buck Black, you know, his whole practice is, is on um, helping, tr- or a lot of his practice is helping truckers, and he does do um, counseling on the phone and Skype and and right. and chat. But um, that's, I think that's going as I think things that's going to get more common as it goes on. But you know, you know the life of a trucker who 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 has time to go to a therapist appointment. Um, while you're driving across country, or nobody, none of the therapists have Saturday and Sunday slots open, so it's really hard to get. It's hard to get counseling. It's hard to get services. Um, it's 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 funny because um, we just um, I just friended Carolyn O'Byrne, and she has LifeCoachService.net, and I'll mm-hmm. post it on the show page. And she handles um, a lot of the situations that go on in the truckers' lives, you know, because they have to deal with um, health issues, eating disorders, depression, uh, anger, and all like that. And she's really, she's been doing it for a long time, and um, she's going to be at GATS, too. Um, We're actually going to meet up over there. But, yeah. And this is something that, um, you know, if, if people need to talk about it or or even if they, you know, they do, they are struggling with their own, um, 
you know, repercussions if it's ever happened to them or if they have depression themselves. Or I mean, she handles an array of different things. But I, I believe what the the way she is, her, uh, that she would, she would be um, very good at this kind of thing because it's right up her alley. Also, um, I know Buck Black, and he has a great uh, truckertherapy.com, Mm-hmm. And he has a, a great program. Also, as a matter of fact, we invited him on the show, and he was very disappointed he couldn't come on. But he's at a wedding today, so we oh, are gonna. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we are gonna be scheduling him for September. <coughs> Excuse me, okay, on, on our Trucker Health um, Thursday show, and. Um, He's going to be talking about some of the struggles also uh, with depression and, and just various things. And this could be something that, okay. you know, we could bring up too. So there are, I mean, only because we know people in the industry and you know people in the industry, we can share. <coughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, outside of that, you know, I mean, if you went and Googled it, you know, it might be kind of difficult to find unless there's some keywords in 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 that uh, in their website in their Meditech. So, right. Well, it was a it was a very informative series. Um, uh, you know, time's kind of I'm kind of watching the time here, but we can kind of end on a happy note. Uh, are are you going to be at Gats, Carolyn? I am. I am. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, so Donna Donna's gonna be there too, so y'all gonna have to hook up or something. Yeah. Or at least say hello or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That would be Yeah, I was gonna I'm, and, and, Oh, I'm gonna make an announcement, um you know, after the show and talk a little bit about it, but um the health pavilion seems to be where it's at this year. And um I mean they they've got the all the other things too, like the pride and polish and the concerts and the educational things and all like mm-hmm. that, but for for me, you know that you know that's right up uh, what I enjoy most is the is the health. So I'm gonna probably be uh, and like I said, I'm gonna give some announcements of what's going on over there after the show. But it's it's gonna, it's just gonna be wonderful, I think, with all the free screenings for the drivers and everything. Um. Now, what capacity will you be going? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be working, uh, well, I'm going to run the 5K, the the, um, Saturday morning 5K. It's going to be out at the truck parking lot. And um, I'm coordinating the um, trucker talent show where we've been, we've got three singer-songwriters who are going to come and, and sing for us. And then some judges like Tony Justice and are going to pick. The, the the winner so that's going to be a lot of fun and um, can you talk about that and, a little bit now while uh, yeah while you um, sure sure just um we we've had um this is our second year to do the truckers talent search and sure just ask them to send in videos of themselves either covering a song or seeing one of their own songs and um and last year Keith Sampson was the winner and he, right I remember he's been great and he got a he got a call out of the blue and. Um, a supplier paid for him to get a video, so he got to have a recording studio session and uh, a video made of his really touching song 
about growing up without a dad, and it's really good. So he's going to be at GATS, too, and he's going to be one of the judges, and um, hopefully his, we're going to try to figure out a way to to uh, show his video, but he's, he's a great guy, and um, can't wait to meet the other three contestants. They're all three songwriters, so I love that. That'll be great. And yeah, I do too. Now tell me, can people participate in that? They can see it and everything. Where is it? The right. day, the time? Yeah, there's. It's, yes, it's going to be on Friday at at three thirty to five. And the this year, there's going to be a big stage set up in the middle of the show, um, or I think they're calling it a theater. And so it, you won't have to leave the show to go see it. It'll be right there in the middle of the show. So that's going to be really fun. And um, and um, oh, wonderful! Most, I'll have to check my schedule, make sure I don't yeah. have anything. <laughs> yeah, no, come over and see it. I've I've gotten I've gotten to see all three of their videos, and they're really good. And they're and they're just good guys too. I mean, they're this is really they're really excited about it. So that's going to be fun. And, and then we've got our Overdrive Smith Beautiful, Joanne Fada, and she is this awesome driver out of Pennsylvania. And she is just terrific and great attitude and beautiful, and she's going to be also at the show. And she's, we're going to shoot her in front of the Evil Knievel truck. So there's going to be tons of stuff going on. The the um now, all this, is everybody going to be at the Red Eye show on Thursday night? Uh, the, the party? Um, oh, the party, it's it's not, that's that's mostly just the, I think that's just the suppliers, and that's where Joanne and the, will be, uh, she'll, she'll get her flowers and her prizes, but, um, um, and then John Anderson will be performing for everybody free Friday night. After our Friday, time. I know we're yeah. going to go see, and Tony Justice is going to open up uh, for yeah. him that night. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing Tony, Misty and Tony again. He's Tony is the MC for the Trucker Talent Search. He did it last year, and he made it just so much fun. He's so encouraging to the. I mean, these guys. Or last year, none of them had performed. Well, maybe one of them. Um, Brad had performed, Brad James had performed, but the other right. two had not, and Keith hadn't performed. So it's really it's really fun. Uh, the audience is great. Everybody's very supportive. I mean, you, know, you couldn't get me up there doing something like that, or you wouldn't want me to. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I'm glad, um, you know, because I was at the Truck Show uh, site, and it's www.truckshow.com. And I mm-hmm. didn't see. I I must have missed it. And I was actually looking to see about that. And um, for some reason, I'm I'm just so glad you brought that up because I I'm making my own personal schedule now, and I have appointments and meeting people and different things I want to see. And you know, now that I know that, um, I'm going to keep that time slot open if it's not already filled, which I hope okay. it's not. But I'll give yeah. you a link to it too. I'm. So- We've we've really been publicizing it on Overdrive, but we probably need to do a better job on the GAT site. So, yeah. and you know, I'll tell you, Twitter's great too. Um, I get I catch a lot mm-hmm. of stuff on Twitter. Um, so, but we'll put it we'll help you put it out there too because I think people would really enjoy that. I know I I'm going to really enjoy right. it. Uh, I, 
Mm-hmm. Good. Maybe you could have the maybe maybe the winner would want to come on the on the show too. They they, I mean just just the talent is so really really amazing. We had a lot to pick from this year, so it's really exciting. Well, you know, and that's another thing. We're having a um, live show on Saturday, kind of like you know people who want to come on. Mm-hmm. It's only going to be an hour because I know people are kind of winding down by Saturday and they're totally exhausted. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. but we're going to mm-hmm. have an hour show, and people come, can come on. And um, I've already kind of spoken to a couple of people that I happened to mention it to, and, and they said, yeah. So in an hour, we probably can't get too many people on. But, you know, you can get enough, five minutes, and they, they can talk about things of what's happened and the highlights and what's going on with them. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to have, uh, I guess, when will the winner be announced? That, right then and there. So we'll, the judges will announce that they'll they'll take a few minutes and, and tally up the votes, and then it'll be announced right there. So, yeah. oh, that'll be great. It'll yeah, be I'm fun. looking forward it's to gonna that. It's going to be good. Well, thank you guys so much. All right, great. I really appreciate well, it. Well, uh, yeah. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us on a Saturday and this uh, an important topic you're written about and everything. And uh, Donna, I know you'll hook up there and say tell her hello for me. I'm not going to be there, Carolyn, but. Hey, thanks again okay. for coming on, and really appreciate it. And uh, I know you're all excited about gas. It's next week coming up, so it'll I be know, here before you know I it. I know, I'm re- shining up my cowboy boots. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Carolyn, thanks right. again. Hey, appreciate Thank it. Have a great so evening. Okay. All right, you too. Good Bye-bye. night. Bye-bye. All right. And, uh, hey, we'll take a quick break, and then we will be I, back with uh, Donna's announcement. I've got some good announcements, so don't go anywhere. And we'll do that, and we'll wrap up this broadcast of uh, Ask the Trucker Live. Be right back. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website TruckerLawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash TruckerLawyers and follow them on Twitter as at TruckerLawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. Okay, Donna, anything for us? Well, yes, I do. Um, We have my first announcement is Friday, August 21st. 
Um, this must have been just an exciting, thrilling, satisfying, and emotional day for Hope Rivenberg, um, as she was the focal point in Washington, D.C. For all those who aren't familiar with Hope Rivenberg, she's the uh, crusader for Jason's Law. Uh, Her husband was murdered in 2009 uh, while he was resting in an abandoned gas station. And uh, this was all because of the truck parking shortage we have. And he was murdered for $7. Um, he was shot and killed. Uh, they did apprehend the um, the the, the uh, criminals who did that, um, which many times, you know, they get away, but still it doesn't bring them back. But after, after that, uh, two weeks later, Hope gave birth to her twins, and she had already had, her and Jason already had a two-year-old. So um, soon after... She had vowed that she was going to address the truck parking shortage so that nothing like this ever happened again. And that was in 2009. And in 2012, uh, Jason's Law, after three long, hard years of uh, fighting for more truck parking, was incorporated into the MAP-21 transportation bill. And now, three years later, uh, there was the ceremony, the newly created National Coalition on Truck Parking, and DOT reps had their official announcement and signing ceremony. Uh, Hope Rivenberg, DOT reps, stakeholder groups all openly signed the Pledge of Commitment to the newly created National Coalition on Truck Parking and also released was the um, survey that was given to uh, truck drivers to determine which states needed truck parking the most, uh, what areas, where the problems were. And this was part of what was um, included in MAP-21, that this needed to take place. And it was supposed to be done 18 months later. Instead, it was done 36 months later, but at least it's done. Um, I just want to say that Hope Rivenberg had actually done her own truck parking survey, and we we helped with that, but her and Desiree Wood of Women Truckers um, had put on this truck parking survey. We we sent it around on SurveyMonkey. It had 4,000 responses, very, very lengthy. It took the drivers about an hour to fill it out but it really pinpointed uh, a lot of the problems in the country. And so um, the DOT actually used uh, some of the information on HOPE's survey, um, incorporated it, um, although they had their own very lengthy survey also. So anyway, this must have been a very exciting day. Um, Participating in the announcement were Federal Department of Transportation representatives, Deputy Secretary Victor Mendez, Federal Highway Safety Administrator Gregory Nadu, and Federal Motor Carrier Safety Acting Administrator Scott Darling. And they all agreed that if it wasn't for hope, uh, none of this would have ever happened. We're getting ready, actually, to uh, publish a post that um, we wrote on this, and it'll go through some of the timeline 
of Jason's Law, Hope Reibenberg, and how it led up to this uh, event of this pledge that, that took place. The official signing represented the pledge and commitment to resolve and address the safety of our nation's truck drivers. The announcement and outward display supported the results um, of the National Truck Parking Survey, which was authorized by MAP 21 Highway Bill, which, uh, which I mentioned. The stakeholders expected to be very active in the newly formed coalition include FHWA, FMCSA, the American Association of State Highway and Transportation Officials, the American Trucking Associations, the Owner-Operators Independent Drivers Association, the National Association of Truck Stop Owners, and the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance. So um, everybody, um, this has just brought uh, everyone together to finally admit and address the problem and now resolve it. So Hope's message during the video and we've been um we're going to post that video in the blog post also. But um Hope's message was okay, this is done because she's used to things getting done but then it doesn't go to the next level. And you got to see the video because she's like, okay, this is great, but now let's keep it going. And uh, that's just like Hope. Uh so a tremendous tremendous achievement. A lot of satisfaction there. Okay, GATS, only five days away, August 27th through the 30th. Um, there's so much going on this year. You just heard Carolyn talk about the um, the the truck talent search, which is going to be Friday from 3.30 to 5. Uh, Tony Justice is going to emcee that. And as she mentioned, it's right on the show floor. So um, we don't want to miss that. That's Friday from three to five, uh, 3.30 to 5. And um, then on Friday evening, there's John Anderson, and he'll be in uh, concert. And let me see, I think, who's the, um, Tony Justice opens for him at 530. That's going to be in Ballroom D, and that's sponsored by Trucker Path, Red Eye Radio, and the the Professor. Professional uh, Driver Association. So, and then you have your Pride and Polish, your educational seminars. Um, just go to truckshow.com and you can find all this. But like I was uh, talking when when Carolyn was on with us, um, I'm really looking forward to the Health Pavilion and um, TSG with Trucking Solutions Group and Randall Riley, who is the owner of Gats. Uh, are working very closely to provide free health screenings for attendee attendees of this year's show. So uh, those attending the show will be able to check their height, weight, BMI, blood pressure, glucose, cholesterol, HDL, kidney function. Uh, you can even have a consult with medical professionals. Uh, so you don't want to miss that. And in addition to all that, there's diabetes education, nutritional screening, chiropractic uh, nerve assessment, uh, eye acuity testing. You can talk to a pharmacist. They're going to have demonstrations going on for cooking. Um, I know Tom Kirk is just, you know, really working so hard at at all of this. He's going to be in charge of the actual health stage. So there's going to be a lot going on there. 
And uh, this will also be the fifth straight year that TSG will be conducting its annual blood drive. Uh, along with that, um, there's the St. Christopher Register for the Driven to Be Healthy Challenge. Um, you can receive 100 Ultra One Points and Stay Fit hat from TA Petro for joining that. And uh, Make It Happen USA will also be joining TSG in the Health Pavilion, conducting their bone marrow donor registration drive. And if you want to be a, a bone marrow um, donor, all you have to do is have your mouth swabbed, and then um, you know they try to match you with someone who needs um, transplant. And this is for uh, life-saving cancer uh, diseases. And if you listen to our show of two weeks ago, she was on the show along with all the others that were um, talking about what's going on with GATS, that we can listen to the replay. It was a tremendous show. I mean, everybody called in um, to to discuss what they were doing at GATS. So that was, I think it was, um, let me see, Alan, was it last Saturday? Might have been last Saturday's show. Yeah, it was last Saturday. Okay. Uh, you don't want to miss that replay. And, and, again, all our shows are archived. So you can just, like, hit and look at through all the titles. And if you want to see, hear, listen to one of these shows, um, they're, they're in podcast. They're in iTunes. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can listen to it. Um, just checking out. Well, I guess that's it. I'm, I guess I'm leaving Wednesday. I'm so excited. I've, I've you know, I'm going to be hooking up with a lot of different people, and uh, there's a lot going on. And I hope everybody, um, hope everybody can make it there. So uh, I'll be wearing, you know, I'm going to be wearing a, a Shelly Lichty. I'm wearing my black hat that we we got together at Matt's. So if you're listening, I'll have my black hat on, everybody. So I look forward to seeing y'all. And um, I guess that's it, Alan. Okay. And, yeah, I know you're excited about gas. It's coming up. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, well, listen, thanks again to uh, Carolyn Magner Mason of Overdrive Magazine for joining us and getting this discussion going over this uh, uh, serious issue. Thanks to Rick for sharing his story, and thanks for everyone tuning in. And uh, if you are having thoughts or feelings about suicide, taking your life, nothing is that bad ever and listen just make a call to the national suicide prevention lifeline 800-273-8255 and talk it out with someone and um, we hope that will uh, give you a little hope and help through whatever it is you are going through just remember nothing is that ever that bad so make the call 800-273-8255 And uh, thanks again for tuning in, everyone. And we will catch you next time on Ask the Trucker Live. Have a great evening. You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, AskTheTrucker.com, TruckingSocialMedia.com, NorthAmericanTruckingAlerts.com, Blog Talk Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening.